0: Welcome back, welcome back, folks. We are here off a hiatus. Had a nice little bye week. Everything's good. Not too worried, even though we are coming off of a loss. I'm still all right. Uh it was a thrilling loss. Thrilling loss. Um. So today, uh, after our midterm, we're gonna we're gonna kind of talk about a mid season rundown where we think they are where we think the Trojans are where they can improve when we'll look at Arizona a little bit um I want to say this because we haven't talked since since Utah right Caleb Williams proved that he's a Superman I will say I'm gonna start off with this you when that Utah game he put the team on his back and he performed he did the best he was able to do and Depp caught the Trojans We know they're not deep, but in reality, like, he put that team on his back. And what he did, like, uh, Lee Corsell said it, I think, like, a couple weeks ago. Caleb Williams is the only Heisman candidate west of the Mississippi. You know what I mean? So everybody's fighting east of the Mississippi, which might have him win the Heisman. But what he did in that Utah game, hands down, is what a leader is. Is what a championship quarterback is. Um, injuries. I think injuries got the best of them and bad officiating, and bad defensive play. But that's neither here nor there. Not bad defensive play. Bad defensive scheme. Because those dudes, at that Utah game, those dudes was playing on defense. They, they were, were hitting. They yeah, hit yeah. Those dudes were. Those dudes were playing. So I, I would say more scheme than bad defensive play. I guess you would say. But neither here nor there. This is the salute to Troy, LAFB Bet Online podcast. Phil's back. I'm back. We're off a hiatus. Bye week was good to me. I got to welcome another life into the world. I had a kid, just in case y'all missed us. How was your bye week, Phil? Did you get to enjoy? It? Did you get did you have to go to dinner again? Uh,
1: hijacked by hijacked by the life monster. Yeah. Uh, it it made it definitely made my Saturday evening a lot more enjoyable. I didn't have to look over my shoulder or try to find a place with a TV so that I could act like I wasn't watching it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: definitely, and, but it was good. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't broken up about the loss. Uh, it, it was tough. There were some, there were some circumstances. Let's call them, but. Losing to Utah was probably the best team to lose to. Utah's got two losses already. If they had lost to USC, they'd have been out of it. And before the season started, everybody had picked the the Pac-12 championship game to come between Utah and Oregon.
0: Yeah. So, so, yeah, you don't forget. Ali, you can finish, but don't forget. Losing to Utah by one in the last minute and having to lead the whole game. So it's not like Utah just was better was a better team. I think Depp got him, like I said earlier. I think right. Depp showed his ugly head. Go ahead and finish. I didn't mean to cut you off. No,
1: it, it definitely did, but but and when you look at the standings, you've got Oregon, USC, UCLA. Uh then there was I think it is Utah after UCLA. Then uh, Washington, the Oregon State, then Washington. Those are your top six teams. And loser Utah, Utah still plays Oregon. Washington and Washington and Oregon State play just about everybody. Uh, but the 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 real challenge comes with the matchup again, yeah, the crosstown matchup. That's where the Pac twelve South is gonna be won or lost
0: this season. Which is great for football. It's great for football. It's great for LA. It's great for the NLI. I will tell you that. Like, there's no okay, maybe Oregon, but other than that, there's no there's no team in the Pac 12 that can match USC's as far as NLI, that can match UCLA as far as NLI. You know what I mean? So like even with other teams, just like if I'm eighteen, why would I go to Tuscaloosa? And I could stay in L.A. I could be a celebrity at 18 in L.A. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, it's funny that you
1: make that statement because there was somebody else that felt that very same way. It was a little higher up, like the head coach for Alabama who decided he was stepping away at the end of this year because he can no longer compete without a a recruiting advantage.
0: Hey, and I said this early when it came out, and this ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. Right? Everybody could play your game now, and now you're ready to leave. Like, yep. you know what I mean? So but so like, so like, that's great. I hope. All right. So, <clears throat> so, talking about our children. So we got we got games that's coming up that are great for us as far as schedule wise and putting us in a position to play UCLA to go to Vegas. Right. So. We, we still have Cal, we still have Arizona, we still have Colorado, which is great. We got Colorado at home, so we don't have to worry about elevation. We play Arizona this weekend in Tucson, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. And we have Cal. Cal Cal's going to play above their head because it is a rivalry. It's not as big as UCLA, but there is still some rivalry aspects to it. And, I mean, without SC, Cal would not have any consideration for the Big Ten, which they are trying to consider them. And they're working a backdoor deal to try to get Cal and Stanford into the Big Ten. So there's a little, you know, big brother, little brother thing going on there. But at the end of the day, they are set up to play for the, to, play to go to the Pac-12 championship, right? Yes, sir. I mean, so, like, we might as well just swing into it now. Where we are right now, where we are right now, if I was to give a grade for USC right now, this very moment, I will give them, oh, man, it's so hard, B minus, C plus. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Now, everybody, okay, I understand. Caleb Williams, Mario, uh, Jordan, Travis Dye, the offensive line is better than expected. They're scoring a lot of points. That is fine. That's perfect. But that's only 50% of the game. Right, anytime, anytime you give two hundred yards to a tight end and you legit give them a void space, and they just attack it and just take advantage of it. That's just how things. That's uh, so they're not a complete team. I have not seen a complete game out of them yet, and I don't think the defense is good enough. Like everybody's like CFP, CFP. <sighs> This is me showing tough love and being a generous fan and an alumni. You do not want to go to the CFP this year because you are not ready. It is a very bad idea to go to CFP. You want to go to a New Year Six or 31 Bowl, any type of those bowls. You go to CFP, they're going to get boat raced. They're just not deep enough, and you saw that in Utah, right? They're not deep enough. Schematically on defense, they're not good enough. They're just not ready. Now, are they beginning ready? Yeah, I'm not saying that. That the product that they're putting on the field is great, and they've already won two more games than they won last year. They're bowl eligible. They're the number ten team in the nation. They have a shot. But to say they want to go play Georgia, Georgia will run them off the field. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. They they so if Georgia is the is Georgia is the uh. The, set, the milestone, right? If Georgia is the standard, that's what I meant to say. Georgia's the standard? I'm not sure they beat Tennessee. Well, we'll find out in a couple weeks. Next week. Next week, right? But Next if, if Georgia's the standard, as of right now, if Georgia's the standard, where's SC compared to that standard? You know what I mean? Right. Where do you put them to that standard? So that's why you give the gray light. They're like B minus high C plus. Like they're. A good football, they're above average football team. Right. They're not great. They're not excellent, but they're above average football team, which is great improvement. Last year they were sorry. They were a below <laughs> average, awful football team. So like yeah, they made leaps and bounds, but where they are right now, they're not, they're not where people think they really are. I guess that's the best way to put it
1: uh that's that's a great way to look at it uh you said a b minus c plus that's a little harsher than what i would have given them i would have given them a solid b because the offense is so much better than the defense but having watched these guys the players have grown on me and i don't think so much as the fact that they don't have a bad defense i think their offensive their defensive scheme is just not one that i'm fond of and that's about as nicely as i could put it
0: I got you. Before we get going, I forgot to do this, but here we go. Basketball is back, and Line remains your number one source for all your spending. Sports betting needs a season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup, info, player news, game trends at Line. and your continued source source for all sports wagering information. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite events, whether it's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code BLE, that's BLEAV to receive your rewards. Betonline when the game starts. They got rid of that 100%. <laughs> they didn't put no cap on They got rid of that 100%. All right. Yeah, man, so back. no man. We're going to have to stop that. <laughs> hey, I will say this, especially watching the Utah game. SC secondary is not that bad. Uh, no, they're not. They've
1: got they've grown a lot, but it, it goes back to iron sharpening iron. Their receivers can't be that good, and that re- that secondary stay that bad. It, it's not possible.
0: No, one hundred percent. So, and, and and that that might be a good point. Maybe the receivers and being in camp torture them all, all you know. And when Mario was there in the spring, and we saw the spring game and Mario Williams was just having a field day and we're like, oh, it's going to be bad. But there is some, there are some transfers out there, right? But I will say this. The corners are okay, but those two safeties are dudes.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? I, yeah. I, and those two safeties and seven will hit you. Mm-hmm. He will hit you and he does no shame in trying to come up and hit you and he will put some lumber on you. Like, those safeties are dudes. They're right. putting... They're put in bad situations, and I don't think that's fair to them. No. I think if they're in a sound scheme, they will be talked about a lot more.
1: If they would just run a basic 4-3, just a basic 4-3, the whole thing would look so much better.
0: 100%. It's, it's, it's just so weird. Now, I will say this. like As we work down, I don't think the linebackers are that great. And that kind of shows in their run defense. I was high on Shane Lee, probably because he's coming from Alabama. But I mean, he's average at best. And Gentry's just a big body. Um they're okay. Uh go forth, I do like go forth, but I do I think they're playing go for it wrong. And he's sharing time with the linebackers. But I think go for it is like a true will backer. If you if you found a legit Mike and yeah, go forth at will and you just put Gentry and start rushing him off the edge, you might have something there. But uh, Goforth is better than Shane Lee, but they're trying to give Shane Lee reps, and I don't like it. But I'm not the coach. What do I know? But, man, it's like they could be so much better with Gentry and Goforth. I think with Gentry and Goforth, when they were playing together, that's when we started to turn the defense. It was like, oh, maybe they aren't that bad. But Shane Lee comes back, plays in Utah. He's getting ran by by running backs and stuff like that. It's like I'm not sold on him. I prefer Gofford over, over Shane Lee. I think Gentry isn't bad, but he's better with Gofford. Gofford makes Gentry better. Shane Lee makes Gentry worse, if that makes sense.
1: that does. Some people play better. Some people don't. Some people complement each other. It's really more what it does. And uh, it, to I, I don't – it's hard for me to judge players, especially in this scheme. Um, but, but, yeah, I, they, they could be coached better.
0: Okay, so now we're moving down one more. I will say this. I, if I was to rank the defense by level, I would say the, top, the, the, the best position that, if I was doing one, two, three, right, secondary, linebackers, D-line, I'll say the secondary is first, and I'll say the D-line is second, and it's close. Yeah. It's close one, two, and then the linebackers are last. But I mean, they're probably the worst position, but yeah. it's close one, two, the D-line, and I will eat curl. I didn't think the D-line was going to be as good as they were this year, and the D-line is playing very well, and they're playing very deep and they are producing a whole bunch of sacks. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're doing very, very well. And Tupo is, is playing lights-out football. I mean, there was a game where he had three sacks in the first half against Wazoo, and so he's playing playing solid football. They, they have up-and-coming youngsters making sacks. I mean, the future is bright. In fact, there's a the linebacker, 44, I don't remember his name, the young kid who smacked the dude on the goal line. Shit, he needs to start playing more. That dude, yes. yeah. So, I mean, uh, but I think the D-line is way better than we expected of them to be. Hungry? Grab a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween time. Happy Halloween. There
1: you go. That's the one benefit to having four kids. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, toughness. That's what he brings. And... Um, All right, there we
0: go. I'm sorry about that.
1: That's you know, all good. I, you know, I'm over here being a professional and just grabbing, getting hit in the chest with my <laughs> Snickers. Um, yeah, he he's made an impact in the run game. It, it it's it's again. I I really feel like they could do a lot better in a in a different defensive scheme. What you saw, what you've started to see, what we've seen bits and pieces of all season long, uh, it, it's a its a, its a 50-50 thing. I, I can say that with the pieces that he had, Alex Grinch has led the nation in interceptions. He's led the nation in sacks. Um, the, the shortcoming, I guess, was the run game and, and covering a tight end. <laughs> that, that's where that's where the scheme comes in. If you're not, if you're getting gashed in the running game and continuing to get gashed in the running game, it's because you're allowing it to happen. If your tight ends are running up the seams and hitting out routes, and suddenly they're by themselves and getting 215 yards in a game, a guy who's what caught maybe five
0: passes in his life, the second three. team tight end. He was the second team tight end because yeah, uh, their starter tore his ACL. Yeah. They got that dude drafted. Yeah, they did. I wouldn't say the players. I'm not I at at this point for me, it's no longer the players because I saw those players play like they had the fire, like the cultures changed. That was scheme. And they didn't make any adjustments, and they just let that tight end sit in that zone wide ass open. Don't put that on that players. That's 100 percent coaching. And it's an old saying, like I, when I when I coached, well, one of our head coaches, one of the head coaches I used to coach for, he said, "It's you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen." Right? At what point, like you're coaching it and you're allowing it to happen, like dude, that's no longer on the players; that's on you. Like, because these dudes want to win this game; these dudes want to prove that they're a top team in the nation, which that's fine. But you're no longer helping them. Failed them. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if we go ahead, we gonna flip over. Let's flip over to the other side of the ball. You want to just start with the O line, and then we'll get to all the good parts after that.
1: <laughs> o uh, line, O line, O line has been. Uh, I can't, I can't knock them. I can't knock them. Uh, there are games that I've wished they were better, especially in holding up against the edges, blitzing coming from the edges, uh, defensive ends crashing. Uh, there are some times where they could have been better. But as a whole, you look at the run game, you look at the amount of time Caleb Williams has had to throw the ball. Uh, he can't be a Heisman candidate if they're not doing their job up front. And they're, they're, they're a solid unit for what they're asked to do. Uh, I would coach, my, I would, theorize, in theory, I do mine a little differently, but for what they're asked to do and the system that they're in, they're doing very well.
0: I will I, I will say this. What I expected them to be and what they have shown is better than what I expected. I thought they were going to be completely bad, and they are way better than what I expected them to be. Like for like, like you said, like in order for Caleb Williams to be a candidate, he needs protection, right? And like he 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 has that protection. He he has all these yards. He's one of the leaders for a reason because he has time. Right. And then, like, the next position we're going to talk about, this player wouldn't, his player wouldn't be able to get it without the offensive line. The offensive line is going to get better with time and with recruiting. So, like, them being, well, average, slightly above average this year, it's it's OK. You know what I mean? Like and and like a lot of people, we have to understand like this is a rebuild and we're getting a little spoiled for a rebuild losing only one game you know what i mean like this is right. a rebuild season so like just the fact that you know they they they're doing what they're asked to do like you said and they're doing it at their best at the best they can and i can accept that because the effort is there you know what i mean like right. i are not
1: absolutely and then like, not only that but the production is there as well you can't argue yeah. with what they've done you can't look at what at the how Travis Dye is up at the top of rush leading rushers in pack twelve and say it's not because of the O line.
0: One hundred percent. Like power became a, a key a key component of the offense, and we might as well go to Travis Dye. Travis Dye gets an A. He's everything I thought he was gonna be. He's a multi purpose back, he's done everything I expect him to be up to this point. What is that?
1: But how much better would he look like look with a running with a full back in the i formation?
0: He probably will look a lot better, but I mean, it is they don't run I formation anymore, and we can't.
1: I do it just a wee bit different, but let me tell you. But yeah, asked to do. I mean, if you go, if you gonna run power, how you gonna run power without the I formation? I'm just saying, but that's.
0: Yeah, they they, but I mean, believe it or not, Travis Dye only has 600 yards on the season. I believe it. Like, so, I mean, he's still on pace for a 1,000 yards. He can get 400 easy. He has six games left, three, mm-hmm. five games. He could get it. That's that's no big deal. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, Travis Die stepped up. Now, I will tell you this, and uh, we did a live after the Utah game. I did it with Jamal, and I was like, I hope he comes back for a sixth season because he gets the sixth season. Like, if we could get him back for one more, you know what I mean? Like, but – He's been a, kind of long in the tooth in the college game. And I, I, if he goes and tries his hand in the pros, that'd be great. But what, what they're getting out of Travis Dye is everything I expected. He has performed to his abilities and more. He is, like, yes. a super, super like, he, he's in an offense where people didn't, I, I wouldn't, if you were in the Pac-12, you knew who he was, you know who he was, but, like, you can't not talk about the USC offense without talking about Travis Dye. No, you can't. Right? So, like, when you include Addison Williams-Williams, you also include Die now, right? Yes. I, I will say this. Austin Jones in the biggest season, I was high on him. His production has fell way off. I don't know what it is. I'm not eternal. I'm not going to speculate. I hope it works out. I see he's been getting a little bit more curious. I will say this. I do think they're a little bit too high on relief. And I don't think he's ready yet. No, I don't think he's ready yet. And he's a great special teams guy. He had that big return against Utah, but I don't think he's ready yet to get the to get the production that he's getting. Like, not he's getting a lot more carries, and those carries can go to Austin Jones, and you can get a lot better production, I guess you could say. But running back wise, I think running back is like A minus, B plus. Travis Zie, Austin Jones, like. Hopefully, Austin Jones starts getting more carries, and things happen. Maybe they figured it out by week, and we start getting that one-two punch again that we saw in the beginning of the season.
1: Uh, it's it's hard to take Travis Dye off the field when he's running like that. Now, I'll be I'm gonna own up to it and be honest. At the start of when we first started doing this at the spring game and watching the running backs, I was not very high on them at all. In fact, I was quite low on the running backs. But I have been pleasantly surprised through everything. I've seen flashes of Relique Brown, but like you said, he he's not quite there. Uh, I look I look at him and I, I worry about that size because he's in college now, so he's not going to get very much taller if he does at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that but um, Austin Jones, I they, like you said, that's a mystery. I'm not gonna speculate because I I have no knowledge of that whatsoever. But. With the way that Travis Dye's been running, all I can say is is that he is he's made a believer out of me. Do I want to see him at his for a sixth year? If he comes back, I'll be happy to see him. But I think that they but I think that they could they could get better.
0: No doubt. They could get better. And and there's plenty of running backs in SoCal right now that, that can make that choice and easily put on a cardinal and go. And and you know what I mean? Like if like recruiting is easy now. Mm-hmm. You, it's easy to stay home now. Like you won't get in trouble for being 4 side at a Lakers game. You know what I mean. Yeah. So that's an easy thing. I mean, so let's moving on. Let's talk about number thirteen.
1: Special, special guy.
0: Number thirteen has officially sold me after the Utah game. And the big, my biggest question. He answered. He checked all the boxes. Checked all the boxes. Checked all the boxes. The one box is. How will he be in a close game that matters, right? And he was in a close game against Oregon State. He was very composed, like, All right, what he did in that Utah game, that is what you do as a quarterback. That's what you do as a winner. He said, Hey, y'all jump on my back. I know we're hurt. It doesn't matter. We're going to try to win this game. And he put him in, he gave him every opportunity and tried the best to win that game. And he did not quit once, like, that kid left it all on the field in Utah, and him gaining depth, that team gaining depth, that team getting better, is a scary, scary thought for next year because next year is his last year. So, yes. I mean, 13 is amazing. He's everything we thought he would be. I hope he gets invited to New York, but uh, with 13, 13 is the A. He gets the A in my book. He's the guy. He is a guy. He's a dude. He's amazing. I just hope he stays healthy. And he continues to just keep pushing forward and try to at least get us to Vegas.
1: Absolutely, I oh, he'll, he I, I I really really have been pleased with him. As a as a freshman looking at him at Oklahoma, it was like, who's this guy that took Spencer Rattler's job? Like, oh no, this this kid's pretty good. But mm-hmm. moving moving across country, coming to the Pac-12, I could only speculate as to what I thought he would be, but he is pleasantly surprise me he's continued to develop I mean we still gotta remain he's a young kid he's still what 1920 yeah he's still a young young kid and his next year will be his third year and he will most likely be gone because he will be a a top three draft pick top five draft pick but uh he I'm glad that he's on our team and I'm glad that we get one more year with him because what he can do next year is going to be scary
0: what do you think about the comparison of Patrick Mahomes to him?
1: Different kind of player. He run, he's, he's better running than Patrick Mahomes is.
0: Yeah, he's he's sneaky fast. His he look, runs away from you.
1: He's, he's got more of a Josh
0: Allen comparison to me. Yeah, I, I do like the fact that he's just a playmaker, though. Yeah. All right, let's spread it out now. Let's talk about the guys on the edge. We got, we got Addison, we got Williams, we got Brandon Rice. I'm not even. I'm gonna even include the big guys, and we got the two tight ends who actually have like seven touchdowns this year, who are frequently athletic, who are also coming back next year. Like it's just a, just the foresight of this team is just amazing. Receiver play. How do you feel about it? I am.
1: So I got, I I gotta, I wish that I could grade it on the curve because they're gonna end up being a B. And it's not because their top guys aren't A's, it's because I feel like we can get, like we should be getting more from Brendan Rice. I, I feel like we could, like Mario Williams, Jordan Addison, A's, don't get me wrong. They're good, they're good as it gets in college football. Brendan Rice has got the size, he's got the pedigree. But hey, not catching passes in crucial situations and he hadn't scored.
0: He doesn't have a touchdown? No. Wow. All right. I will say this. I'm still a firm believer that Brandon Rice is gonna win us a game. That game is coming. I'm not giving up on that yet. We still got five. And hopefully, hopefully it's the, the game on the 18th. And we just celebrate it like crazy. I will say this the receivers are a B because there's two and a half, because I think Brandon Rice does make catches at times, and he makes plays that are needed at times. But you're right. He's not a game changer. I'm not going to game plan Brandon Rice, right? <laughs> I will say this. The scary thing about Addison and Williams is they both make big plays at different times. And it's when you have two receivers like that, it's hard to cover both of them. And you're in a situation where you're like, all right, which one's going to make the play at this time? And you don't know until the ball's caught. It's either going to be number four or number three. That's the scary thing about those two receivers. And we've seen it multiple times this season. We saw it multiple times in the Utah game. It's just crazy. Like, the big post from Jordan Addison or the big streak from Mario Williams. Like, it's so – so that's a scary thing. Like you have to game plan your receivers. You can't double team two; it's impossible. You have to pick your poison. And those dudes are playing like he's, like we said. They're playing up to par. I will say this overall offensively. I give them a B
1: because there are. You give them an A. I give them an A. Who's said whose offense is better?
0: That's a good. That's a good question. You're right.
1: You told when you tell me that when you tell me when we spoke about Georgia playing USC and how they would said you that there the Georgia offense with running attack would dominate the USC defense, but that Georgia defense is not going to dominate the USC
0: offense. You don't think so up front?
1: No. This is not. This is not the same Georgia team.
0: Okay. You're right. I might be a little bit too straight. Maybe I was trying to make room for growth. I don't know. But you are right. They do have one of the best offenses in the nation. Like, you can't even argue that. And I wish somebody would come and argue. You could throw all your numbers out and this and that. Listen, they have less attempts because they score the ball fast. Like, they make big plays. Let's Let's look at big plays that they make. Let's look at those yards. Pull those numbers up. SC has the ability to do that. The goal for SC was to put a better product on the field and a field that stands up. They have put in a way better product on the field, and they are filling the stands up. You can't be upset at what SC has put together overall. That's all I'm saying. This is Super Troy Podcast brought to you by Bet Online. I will say this. Overall, up to date, middle of the season, I'm impressed even with one loss. I'm impressed with the loss because the star player played like a star player. Those defensive guys played their asses off, and they showed that they wanted to win. And the culture there has turned. They lost in the last minute, and things happen, and you can't control everything, and that's fine, 100. No, percent
1: and when we we did our little when we did our little season prediction. To me. I said that at worst, this was a three loss team at best. They could go undefeated where I expected them to be was probably about one to two losses. Utah was the game that we had circled. We, We had circled the game against Utah and figured that if there was if it was going to be a game, it was going to be this one and potentially UCLA.
0: And and it's panning out to be that one hundred percent.
1: Exactly, and it's going to, and and that's what it's come down to. You see, Utah, which UCLA beat, and they lost to Utah, and UCLA. They have a chance to, if they beat UCLA, they have a chance to cement the South Division and take themselves to Vegas and and for a shot at the Rose Bowl.
0: One hundred percent. And so, looking upon that. We're moving on. Bye week's over. We got the Wildcats. We have to go to Tucson. We don't have to worry about elevation, which apparently none of those players ever played in, but Brandon Rice and they realized. I will say this I, before I before we move on. I'm be real quick with this. Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley being in the Pac-12 shows how hard it is to play on the road in Pac-12. Oregon State, Utah, Colorado. It shows how hard it is, and a lot of people them being in primetime slots. Shows how hard it really is, and it's a it's a great thing, and I love every bit of it. Let's move on. Got to go to Tucson. Got to play in Arizona. Great weather. Got healthy. Had a week off. Had a chance to chill. You're coming off of a tough loss. What are you expecting to see? Seven. I think they play at seven this evening. Seven. Whatever time. They don't have a prime time game because it is Arizona. A very below average team. They could play average three wins on the season, I believe. What are you expecting to see out of the Trojans this weekend?
1: To blow the freaking doors off the Wildcats. <laughs> if they don't beat the Wildcats by about 30, I will be surprised.
0: I, I will tell you this. It may not happen because I haven't I, I haven't looked and I should have looked, but I, we don't know how healthy they are. We don't know how injury, serious the injuries are, and depth is an issue. You know what I mean? So – If injuries come to play, it may not be a 50 to nothing game, but I'm with you. Don't hold anything back. Put 70 up if you could put 70 up. If any game was a fucking statement game, this is the statement game. Jeffish, I'm sorry. I know you've been in the game forever, blah, 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 this and that. We're going to beat the shit out of you. Sorry. We have to. Dumping on your necks. The next three teams are gonna get pretty much needs to be pretty much get dog walk. Yep. And it is what it is. Because it, it these are yeah, it, it like you just came. If if they would have won and coming off a of bye and they beat Arizona 35 14, they beat Cal 40 20 yeah. seven, or 17, they beat Before. Colorado. You know what I mean? it, it is what it is. Yeah. But they just lost, and now you motherfuckers gotta get kicked in the teeth. Blame Utah for what's about to happen to y'all. You know what I mean? So it is what it is, man. And I, that's what I expect to see. I honestly just want to see them get healthy. But I'm happy the schedule plays in their favor. They have enough time to work on their stuff to be ready for the 18, which is a big game, will be a big week for us. But we can't look there first. We got to take care of Tucson. We yes, have to sir. go there. We got to get our offense right. Hopefully everybody's healthy. We got to get right, make plays, score touchdowns. I'm just looking for a big win, make a statement, and just move on.
1: Uh, it, it again you know we're we're at a we're at a state we're at a spot now where we're playing we're, we're playing out the string. uh we, we're not going to get too high we're not going to get caught in the trap of looking forward Arizona doesn't have much to offer so the re- the remainder of the schedule doesn't cal doesn't have much to offer so that but you're looking at you, then, then you're looking at the big game and then you're looking at Notre Dame so we just need to take care of our business. Take it one week at a time. Uh, execute. Pay attention to detail. And for the love
0: of God, fix the defense. <laughs> I will. I, and I will say this, and I said it before. Midseason after the midterm, I, I think the Trojans overall, like I said, there. I, I give them a C plus B. You give them an A. And I'm just telling you where the standard is. And it is what it is. There's room to grow for both of us. But overall, I think we're both happy. With the product that the Trojans have put on the field this year. I think we're happy what's gonna happen in the future. And I think that we're happy of the growth that they happened. If you want to play football, you want to play competitive football, you ain't gotta leave the state anymore. Sit here and watch it happen, be a celebrity heel. You got anything else, Phil?
1: No uh, look for my article. Said USC's Path to Pasadena. There we go. Should be coming out pretty soon.
0: There we go. Good deal. Hey. It's always good. Don't forget, we'll have the film next week. We're back at it. We're off bye week. We just want to give you, we, we know y'all missed us, so we wanted to show our great faces to y'all, man. We love you guys. Keep supporting. As always, this has been the LAFB Salute Detroit podcast brought to you by Bet Online. You know how it goes. Live free. Fight on.